Hello, welcome to Game Changer. Monday through Friday, David Villa and our crew dive into God's Word and talk about how to take principles from the Bible and apply them to our daily lives. Thanks so much for listening, and here's our host. All right, good morning. Dave Villa here with Walter Hayes. How's it going? What's up? Mike Cherub as Robacom. Yo, yo, yo. Just say my name for a second. I was going to say Ez, and then I said maybe Ez. You know, I was like, he probably was going to say Ez. And Easy Ray on Easy the mic. Ray. What's up, guys? Wearing an uncomfortable hoodie today. Sam's got his on as well. They came in. And uh, if you'd like one of them, just... It feels uh, great, man. Nice and comfy. It's, it's, fu- it's funny how he uses the word comfy. Just <laughs> Good one, Sam. He said that like twice this morning. Good one, Sam. I thought about how the marketing is going to really be bad on that. You know, <laughs> uncomfortable hoodie. Super comfortable. <laughs> Super comfortable. Uncomfortable. The inside is layered with concrete. Like pieces of... Uh, we. Pieces of glass. Yeah, we lined it with glass. sandpaper. Yeah. It's actually a, it extra all day, so you can just do this all day. You know what I mean, you never can sit down. Your and back be is itchy. No problem. It's actually a new concept. You know how they have weighted blankets. We now have weighted hoodies. Weighted hoodies. <laughs> yeah, nice. it's for the for the for the owners of businesses out there. You want to get more out of your employees. These uncomfortable hoodies are the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> no, no comfort whatsoever. They will be up and out of their chair all day. Work long. ethic, <laughs> work ethic guaranteed. They're gonna be doing that bear scratch on the on the, <laughs> on the pillars, just rubbing their back on the wall. But it is a cool design, though, man. Um, it is pretty sweet. It's, I don't know if you can turn back. Get, we, we can get the back of Sam's. Can you turn around so we can get Stand the, up and turn around, Sam. Yes, yeah, so we can see if we can get your back. I don't know if we can do that or not. Go back over is, is to Sam by Dave. Yeah, you're, you're out of your Yeah, it's over here, Sam. <laughs> you go, look at the back. Yeah, this thing's Live smart. uncomfortably. And it's got uh, a scripture reference. Too. James 1, 2, and through 4. How to look. <laughs> and then uh, un on the front. And, and then it's uncomfortable. Kind of missing some letters purposely on the side. Pretty cool. Pretty cool little uh, design, so. Good job uh, with our brand team. Yes, sir. <clears throat> um, we're talking about beauty in the battle today, right? Uh, I wanted to name it Beauty and the Beast. I was overruled. Mike and like two or three people wanted to name it Beauty in the Battle. And uh, but and that's what it really is. We were just trying to get a little, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get sued by Disney or something. I don't know. But um, <laughs> so, he, he, you know, one thing, I'll, one thing I'll say about Beauty in the Battle, you know, is that they're not, they're not, um, they could be they're synonymous sometimes you know sometimes you can sometimes you're you're going through things in the valley and the same time in other areas of your life there's there's mountaintop experiences so i don't think that they're exclusive i think that as we walk with christ you know we we're going to be walking through you know we're going to be walking through <clears throat> areas in our life that are that are uncomfortable at the same time there's going to be areas in our life that are comfortable does that make sense? And so I think that it's not, it's not like you're, you know, I mean, it, it's not like you're, every part of your life is, is going to be a, a battle at one time or every part of your life is going to be a mountaintop experience. And I don't think that that's what God, I don't think God ever promises that. And uh, so looking at this, right, you know, they don't happen separately a lot of times. And, and I think we as believers need to understand how to balance that out and then how to also find the beauty in the battle. A couple of scriptures that come to my mind, obviously the one that says when you're going through something, when you know when God begins to obviously bring you out of it, or when He begins to heal you through a process, He'll give you beauty for ashes. That's something that comes to my mind, even though it's the beauty part, and you know it's it's almost post battle. So if you've gone through a battle, if you've been exhausted through a battle, if you've had all your energy zapped through a battle, you know I think that you know um, that it's important for you to understand and know that God will bring you beauty for your ashes. Sometimes you feel like all I have left is ashes. And we talked about resurrection earlier this week, you know, and, and I know this is this is kind of you know, this is kind of stretching maybe some of the definition, but you know, ashes is 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 is, is what's left. You know, I mean, 
you know, if you if someone is cremated when they pass away, you know, they have an uh, you know an urn with ashes, and then sometimes they say, "Hey, cast or scatter my ashes," you know, somewhere, and you know that's all that remains. I mean, it's it's like if they weren't dead, if it wasn't dead, if it wasn't gone, well, let's go ahead and make sure by by you know cremating it by basically taking it and turning it into into ashes, you know, and so you can look at something that is ash an ash heap of in your life, right? And you can say, hey, not only is this dead, man, I had a service for it. You know what I mean? And I just want to, you know, I just want to say this, the people that have, that have maybe coming out of, of, of a battle, they got to give you beauty for ashes. He'll take your ashes and, and, can, and can actually make something out of them. And that's a powerful thing. And the other scripture that comes to my mind, the other, the other uh, reference in scripture that comes to my mind is that weeping in Psalms where it says, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And I think if we look at this up and down scenario, and maybe we relate it to something like childbirth, you relate it through, you know, contractions and, you know, what you're, what you're, what a woman is going towards to give birth to is to give birth to a life. Right. And that's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's what God's commanded us to do, right? Be fruitful, multiply. So if you go through the concept of contractions and you look at it, you know, there's these machines that are in the hospital that just have this up and down type deal. It's kind of a valley and mountaintop Mm -hmm. type, you know, deal. And as it gets, and as the baby gets closer to coming, those contractions get closer together. The peaks are higher and the valleys are lower, but they're closer together. So they happen more often and they happen longer and they're more intense. And so I think that, you know, the up and down experience of experiencing some things that are going well, some things that might, be not, might not be, you know, I think are part of our walk in, 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 in just being human. So I think that weeping may endure for the night, but there is joy that's coming in the morning. And, um, and one, one last thing, you know, uh, in the beginning in Genesis, when God's talking about creating heavens and earth, you know, we have this concept of, and I mean, it's obviously the, the, the calendar and, and, and the way we do things that, you know, hey, it's the morning. Hey, good morning. What are you going to do tonight? You know, it's not like, you know, good night. What are you going to do in the morning? It, that happens the day before, but the day starts at midnight, and it's, and it's the morning. And I, and, I, and I want to say this, though. In the Bible, when God was creating the days, if you notice every time, and he said, in the evening and the morning were the first day. In the evening and the morning were the second day. In the evening and the morning were the third day. He started with the night. And so I just want to, I want to kind of, when it comes to our process of going through things, let's look at it his way and the way he said that. The evening, the dark, and the light were the first day. So if it's been dark and if it's been a midnight season, understand that joy's coming in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, the sun's going to come back up on the situation. And I think that's what we have to realize as believers, right? And we, then, we can, then we can find beauty in the battle. I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's just my concept of it. You know what I mean? It's hard, man. When you're, when you're in the middle of a battle, you don't want to find beauty. You want to find everything ugly about it. Mm-hmm. You want to look at it and say, this stinks. This, this is horrible. This, you know, and we start speaking that. I mean, I do. I, you know, I, I mean, let's just face it. We all, we all not, we, none of us are immune to that. And we just want to find the ugly in it because, it because that's the part that's like shouldn't be here. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The ugly in it. My, my granddaughter walks around, you see her do this here, like where my wife has taught her, I guess, things like, you know, like certain things, like if there's a trash can or whatever house or wherever she's at, she'll go, no, and she'll say, no, no. And then so she walks around, and you guys see her, she's like, no, 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 no. And she does that to everything. Well, she's finding like the things she, she's, she's making 
She doesn't go like, yes, I'm going to take that. She's like, no, 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 no. And if she sees that, no, 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 no. Plug on the wall, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes we do that in the battle. We, we think of everything we can't, that's not supposed to be there. And we're like, no, 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 you know. And, mm. and, and so I think that God wants us to, to look and try to find the beauty in him in it. Oh, amen. I don't know. Yeah, I hate the battle. It's, it, because it, it makes me feel uncomfortable, like, mm-hmm. like the hoodie. And, you know, this last couple of weeks, I was, I've been like... <laughs> it shapes your, your chest. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but, like, this last, this last week, I've been, like, dealing with stuff. Where it's like, cause I'm doing more, more of my freelance video work now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's been obstacles in the way of that. And it has shifted me to be uncomfortable and to learn from my failures and to, um, to perfect my craft more. And that's what failure is, is to, like, learn from your mistakes. There's a quote that I like that says... Um, ease is a greater threat to progress and hardship. Mm. So I've been trying to keep that quote in the back of my mind. And when I'm dealing with anxiety and just pressure like that, I've been more attuned to give it to the Lord and give it to Christ mm-hmm. now. So, yeah. That's cool. The whole time you were talking, Sam. You couldn't hear me? No, you can hear you. No, the okay. Whole time. <laughs> I couldn't see you. I, I was oh, trying, I was trying to go. I was doing this. Like, like oh, my bad. It's Every like, morning, Sam readjusts his microphone, even though we had his camera. <laughs> no, but you, you didn't have the camera on him. But exactly. Well, because the camera was pointed at the ceiling, because Sam readjusts his mic every single morning, even though every single morning I go back and set it back down. <laughs> see, okay. now okay. it's nice and clear, and you can there see you go. Sam. Before, 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 that's what the guy that was talking just... Before it was, oh, Sam's forehead is moving around a lot. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're working on Sam talking. We're getting that. We'll get his picture <laughs> yeah, yeah, next. Yeah, let's get his picture. <laughs> what do you can't think, hear man? him, you can't see him. What do you think? Beauty in the battle. Beauty in the battle. I mean... When you were talking, um, I pulled it up. Well, on I, like, I don't know if you saw dude, it. Dude, that freaked me out for a minute. I was looking at Walt, and all of a sudden, it's so weird when... Go ahead. What were you going to say? It's so weird. Okay. Um, but when you were talking, you were talking about God will give us beauty from ashes. It reminded me of a, a verse um, from a song. Nobody would know this band except maybe Ezra. Um, it's called For Today. It's a song called Phoenix, and it says, I will rise oh, yeah. from the ashes of my own death to abundant life under the cross, I and I will not be man. turned back, but I will come with an army, for he will raise up a generation to seek his face. Mm. When you were talking about that, that just reminded me of that, that literal, that stanza from that song. Amen. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm, I'm great words. I will rise from the ashes of my own death. Absolutely. I mean, what do you, so, I mean, here, everyone that's watching right now can relate to this, you know? Mm-hmm. There's not a person alive that doesn't, that doesn't understand what we're talking about. And, you know, maybe you have a secret. Maybe there's something that you do that's helped you focus on the beauty instead of the battle. You know, I mean, what do you do, Walt, to, to, you know, to, to really bring yourself through battles in life? I mean, just we've talked about it earlier this week, just worship through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, unfortunately, sometimes in the battle, we, we give up and mm-hmm. we don't get to see the beauty uh, in it. So, um, you know, just keep pressing through, um, even as it gets tougher and tougher, because sometimes it feels like it's just piling on and you're like, OK, I think I see light. Nope. Nope. Here comes someone else. Mm-hmm. And it gets so tough, but you just worship through it. You stay faithful, and uh, you know eventually you're going to really be able to look back and be like, "Man, that was so worth it." Yeah, absolutely. And you know, in God's, you know, God shows us even in our darkest seasons, you know, of grief, darkest seasons of, um, you know, uh, my mother passed away a few years ago, and you know, losing somebody like that, or walking through a period of struggle you know, walking through a season, um, you know, of, of true discomfort, you know, I think that God shows us even in our darkest seasons that joy can be found, you know, and, you know, it's interesting because, 
sometimes as believers, you know, we, we long for that, that fullness of joy, you know, and, you know, the Bible says that his joy unspeakable and full of glory. That's what his joy offers. Um, but he, I don't believe he gives us the fullness of his joy com- by completely removing heartache, by completely removing struggles. I mean, we're not in, we're not in heaven yet, right? And so this earth is, I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's, it, has, it has situations we're going to walk through. I think what happens sometimes, though, as believers, you know, I think that, you know, we're, we're, it's, it's one of these things where it's not really talking about can, will God remove all the heartache or putting it on him. It's, it's like he doesn't, he's, he's perfect, you know, so I think it really always comes down to the human factor. Like if, you know, and, and, and I don't want to, I don't want to try to, you know, I, I just, it's really, really simple. I think when we look at it, it's like, it always comes down to what we do in the process that makes it longer. If you look at like, for instance, going back into the Old Testament, when, you know, the, the type and shadow of the church walking through the process of life was, you know, God's people being delivered from, from Egypt, you know, coming out of Egypt and going to the promised land, right? And, and what, 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 geographically could should have taken just a few days you know it took them 45 years or 40 years you know so so it's in the in the reason it took them that long is was all on them it was never it was never on god you know it was all on them and so i think that some of the things that we are looking for and even in lessons like this is like we're looking for that nugget we're looking for that nugget but the reality is the nugget is it's like we've got to Constantly be cognizant and aware that that you know if we do things God's way, you know more then we will have then then the process will be easier, the heartache will be less because there is the ability to walk through this life with you know just normal situations and not the things that we bring into our life. I I can tell you that the most struggling and trying times in my life are because of what I've added to the scenario, not because of the scenario themselves. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, I'm just being transparent and honest. You know, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but um, that's, my, that's what I, I that's, I, I'm just being honest, you know, and, and um, I can't blame God. I can't blame anyone else. I've got to look at myself and say, David, your decision making, you know, are the reasons that certain things didn't go better, faster. I mean, I think that's, that's just my, no, you guys want anything? It's because, it, well, it's just because we get in that spot of, you know, struggling with trust, you know, because we feel like it's getting, you know, worse and worse or uglier and uglier. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, okay, I must not be in sync with God. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, make my own little move here uh, and assist God almost. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't quite hear me. Maybe he's got a lot piled on his plate. So I'm just going to go ahead and take a little bit in my hands mm-hmm. um, to, to assist. And, and sometimes that's honestly holding us up more. Because we're just about to hit that breakthrough, but we we don't lean in and, and see it through. Mm-hmm. It was uh, <clears throat> I, I, it's really easy talking about this to kind of equate it to Dave and I started working out at the beginning of this. Well, I think you started just before the beginning of the year, um, but I started right at the beginning of the year. And last week was uh, a, I talked about it um, for the end of last week. I got really down because I did my weigh in and I hadn't lost any weight in the past week, so it mm-hmm. kind of just put me in a damper. So I was dealing with, you know, that struggle. It's like, it was what I'm doing really worth it. And, you know, I weighed in again this week and I had better results than I ever expected. And it was like, that was where the pain was. The pain that I went through last week pushed me to get to where I am now. 
And there's plenty of times in my life which anybody can, you know, obviously Dave said this, anybody can equate this to. I've, I can recall tons of times in my life where I would look back and realize that the fight I was going through was meant for a reason. The pain that I went through was meant for a reason. It reminds me of um, Pirates of the Caribbean, the third one. Um, they were going to the world's end. And they were going through the frozen ton. They were going through, like, basically what would be considered, like, Antarctica. And there's one quick scene where he says, there must be a reason for our suffering. There has to be a reason for our suffering. And I remember somebody using that as an illustration and a message. And there's always, it's always there in the back that there's always a reason why we're going through that pain. And it's always, after the battle, you always end up seeing the beauty in what you learned and what you grew from when what you went through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and but in the same time, you have to be aware of how long is the battle supposed to last. You know, how, how, you know, I could have got it the first round, but it's taken me three rounds. At the same time, we lengthen that battle as well. So just, you know, I don't think that God... I think that God, I, I, so I think it's up to us to really, you know, I've put myself back into the same battle over and over again in my life in many different ways because, you know, God is going to, God is going to get glory out of it. He wants to, he's preparing us for a purpose. And that purpose, if it's, if it's a God purpose, it's, it is, there's no room for, if you're going to shine, we're talking about shining right a couple of days ago. And if God's going to shine off of you, if you're going to reflect God, and he's going to give you any type of audience or any type of, you know, uh, you know, platform. It's so important that, you know, that we're, that are, that are, that we're intact with our integrity, with our character, you know, with our maturity, with several things, whatever it is. And so God is going to, God is going to bring us through some processes and teach us some things that we need to know. And I think at those times, if we abandon ship ahead of time, before we are really prepared, but yet the purpose is still intact, then God brings us back into another voyage, so to speak, so that we can pick up this in, this information, this you know that's going to help along the way. Because you know, you're, it, here's the thing: the Bible says the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. So if you feel like the purpose of God, He doesn't change His mind, whether you're eight or eighty. I mean, if He's called you to do something, you know, I mean, you think it might be too late, but we already talked about God being a resurrector. He will resurrect it. He'll do it, and He'll get glory out of it. And maybe, you know, there were some things that could have been done differently in the beginning if, if you would have embraced it earlier. But he doesn't change his mind. And if, it's, and, if, and if he's going to bring you back into that purpose and fulfill that purpose, there are still things that you and I need to learn. And, you know, it's just how, how quick are we going to learn it? You know, did you go through high school in three years or did you go through high school in six? You know what I'm saying? Because it took you three years because you went through a couple of grades twice. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's like, it's like you, you, either way... You know, you passed. And, you know, many times I'm the guy that had to repeat grades, like over and over. Like I'm like, you know, I'm, the, I'm Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm sitting there like a 65, <laughs> 70-year-old man, right, sitting in college because I didn't get it the first 25 times. And I'm just being honest with you, and hopefully that can relate to somebody because, you know, you see me as a CEO or maybe have some success in this area, but I'm going to tell you, Listen, I got a PhD in jacking it up. You know what I'm saying? I got it. I got an MBA in clown. You know what I mean? Like you, you understand? That's the reality of it. And and hey, there's hope for you. <laughs> you know. And while I want to get your touch on something, man, because I'm, I'm going to bring up a passage in the Bible that you you made me reminded. We're talking about battle, and we're also talking about midnight. We're talking about dark seasons. Some of you guys are slap in the middle of dark seasons, and you know it reminds me of Paul and Silas. You know they were they were in. And there's something about midnight. You know, it's crazy. We're talking about joy coming in the morning. Midnight's technically the beginning of the morning, but it's also, in many cases, the darkest part of the night. It's midnight, 
And that's why when you look at midnight blue or the colors midnight black, those colors are deep and darker than normal blues, normal blacks. And so midnight is considered the darkest part of the night. And Paul and Silas, the Bible was clear. It's midnight. It didn't just say night. It said midnight. And they're there. And, you know, if you study out, not to get all theological, the stocks that those people used back then, they weren't like a ball and chain in a cartoon, you know, like just they can drag around and it was a little uncomfortable, right? They were, they were like bound to the wall, stretched to max capacity, legs and arms, and, and yet they praise God, you know? They praise God, and so there's something about praising God in the middle or in the midnight, and you know what? And, and Paul had, whether he got that revelation for the first time or if he had done it before in a different scenario, some, the Holy Spirit instructed him, hey, it's time to praise me, and when he praised him at midnight, it loosed the things that had him you know, and it touched everyone around him. You know what I mean? I, mm-hmm. I just feel like that that's something that we can expound upon, you know, in the darkest periods, praising God brings about his light. Well, I think just like you said, so each, each new day mm-hmm. starts with some darkness, but so everybody's like, well, that's kind of a downer. So basically <laughs> you're saying every day is going to start horrible. No, mm-hmm. that's not what I'm saying. But just like, you know, just in our normal day life, most people during that dark time are doing something. It's they're resting. Their, their body is being prepared for the next day. Same thing in some of these dark times that we experience in life. There's, there's still something that you can be doing mm-hmm. that honestly isn't that difficult to help prepare you to receive the, the, the light that's getting ready to come your way. That's going to help prepare you to maybe fight through a little bit of darkness still before that light comes. But it's, it's just so important to be doing something just like, you know, he was saying, hey, worship. Worship, so I can help loosen this for you. Um, there, there's some action that has to happen. We're all going to be at different stages. You know, some of us will use this same scenario of, of day. Some of us get up at 4 a.m. Some of us get up at 7 a.m. Some of us get up when it's still dark. Some of us get up, you know, when it's starting to get light. So we can be at different uh, positions throughout the day, but it doesn't mean that there's still not day, you know, or still not light available for each and every one of us. Come on, man. That's good. Hey, um, by the way, Jeff Lewis, man, um, a buddy of mine from, uh, from a long, for a long time. Um, Jeff, while I'm thinking about it, I'd love to have you come by one morning and guest, guest with us, man, be, be on. I know you're local here. I think that would be really cool. So you should come by one morning, any morning, just come by and guest with us. That would be, that'd be really, really cool. Um, I love this. So the student comment here says, I'll praise before my breakthrough until my song becomes my triumph. Mm, I'm assuming awesome. that might be some lyrics. I'm not sure. It looks like it might be, but I'll praise before my breakthrough until my song becomes my triumph. That's pretty cool. And you know what? That's, that's really what it is, right? Paul, thank you, Elisa, for that you know, inspiration. But Paul and Silas, if they're there, you know, they had every right, I mean, to complain. I mean, and maybe they did. Who knows? I mean, the Bible doesn't, like, you know, it doesn't break it down into, like, you know, the, the, every, every step they made, but they're sitting there. Maybe Silas looks at him and goes, man, this stinks, Paul. I mean, like, I didn't, I, this isn't, when I got out of seminary and I joined your ministry, this is not really what I had in mind, you know, being bound to this stocks and chains. I mean, man, this really, I got to be, I mean, I got something, I got somewhere I got to be tomorrow. I'm supposed to be, you know, whatever. You know I mean? He's, he could be, like, you know, really complaining. And then, you know, what are we going to do? And all of a sudden, you know, I don't think it was just like they're sitting there and all of a sudden you're like Paul and it was in this grandeur and it's like just perfection and said, Hey, let's worship the Lord. I think he was going, what do we do? 
You know, just like you and I do. What do we do? How do I get out of this? How do I get through this? And then in the middle of it, like we always do, God points to himself and he says, you know, just give it to me. And I think at that moment, we're just brought into the revelation that Paul had. So when he begins to, I don't know what he's saying, but let's just say, let's just use those lyrics that, that were just put on the screen there. What if he began to say, I'll praise before my breakthrough until my song becomes my triumph. You know what I mean? And I'll praise before, and not knowing how God was gonna do it. You know what? Maybe they sentenced us to a month in here. Maybe if I praise him, it'll only be two weeks. Maybe this will, maybe this will go away in three weeks. But all of a sudden, man, he didn't realize what was gonna happen. God showed up in an earthquake. It was so powerful that it literally, it literally broke the bonds that were holding them and say and caused everybody in the jail to be saved. That's powerful, man. And I just, I just want to encourage you, that's beauty in the battle. That's beauty in the battle. This is Jason Monahan from Newton. What's up, brother? So many people say that God won't give you more than you can handle. That's not true. God will give you enough so that you are forced to rely on him. That's cool. I mean, the Bible says he won't give you more than you can stand and more than you can handle, meaning it's not going to take us out. But 100%, he'll give you more than you can handle without him. That's good, because really that scripture, more than you can handle, only applies to a believer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't apply to a non-believer. He'll get, a non-believer, you don't, God's not giving it to you anyway. A non-believer or somebody that doesn't rely on God, you know, God's, God's not giving it to them anyway, right? They, they got it coming from all sources, themselves, the enemy, you know, people around them. And so, so, but as a believer, you can't do it without him. That's powerful. That's a good, that's good, Jason. I was going to say, when you were talking about Paul and Silas, I... Um... I know you. I know praise doesn't always necessarily equate to music, but I've always equated you know the biggest parts of your battle coming down to music because that was the enemy's, that was what the devil was over before he was mm-hmm. cast out. Mm-hmm. And it's his biggest weapon, but it's also his biggest weakness, in my opinion. When you can praise with the voice of someone else to God, you know that's why music's such a big part in my life. I've always seen the importance in not only using it for your benefit, but how it can help everybody, how it can influence you, how it can change your mindset, how it can change your mood. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you need that extra little bit. Sometimes reading, you know, as much as I can read the Bible, sometimes I just need that pick me up. Sometimes I need to feel that, you know, that breakthrough from somebody else in that moment Mm -hmm. to help me with my breakthrough. So that's something I've kind of taken away from today is when you're in that battle, it's like, I mean, um, I don't remember the story. I know, well, I know the story, but I don't remember where it's from. Bring us all up on screen as we, we, I, we, everybody can kind of give a closing comment. Here. I know there was one battle Thanks, where man. the Lord said, put the musicians in the front. Mm-hmm. And they sent the musicians first. And by the time the rest of the army got there, We do that dead. just so you, if, if, if they take, you, take anybody out, they take you out first. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's fine. I'll, I'll be the first one to I'm lay down kidding, the grenade. Man. But he, he said, send the musicians first. And by the time the rest of the army caught up. You know, the musicians are like, what? <laughs> they were like, uh, I just have a flugel. Yeah. I, like, hey, I got a snare drum. What you want me yeah. to do? But the battle was won by the time the army got there. And that to me is like, it's a very, like I said, I know praise does not always equate to music. You mm-hmm. can praise, you know, just by giving thanks. But that's why I've, music has always been such a big thing in my life. Um, it's always been the biggest, like, I won't even say crutch, the biggest aid when, <clears> I've, been fat- when I've been battling my own fights. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, music, you're big in music as well. And I mean, I think worship is, worship is obviously David wrote the songs and maybe he was playing his harp when he wrote some of the Psalms. Maybe he wasn't playing it. You know what I mean? I think it's more of a tune that we've, you know, that we've maybe made it, maybe, maybe it became a song in our heart and therefore, you know. It's just about the connection sometimes, you know, it's 
some of the best songs are not super complex in lyrics. No, yeah. you know, but the one we were listening to yesterday yeah. after <laughs> the podcast. It's, yeah, it's just about finding a way to connect, uh, you know, with God and and mm-hmm. connecting your spirit so you can get in alignment with Him. Yeah. Beauty, guys. Beauty in the battle. What do you think, man? Beauty in the battle. We got like no time really left. But anybody have? Just something that uh, Kayla Williams says, Casting Crowns Praise You in the Storm. It's an oldie, but help definitely pulls me through the tough. That's a good song. That's a good song. Casting Crowns uh, Praise You in the Storm, 100%. It's relatable because we all go through storms. And, uh, and that, song, that song definitely lifts our spirit to the right time. Beauty in the Battle. Anybody else have a, have a burning comment before Mike posts the song of the day? <laughs> Not really no? burning, but just... <laughs> Go ahead, man. I forget what it was on... I, I think it was like Criminal Minds or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's an episode where essentially one of the um, the team members, um, you know, you learn about this in previous episodes and things where everybody went through a really, really bad experience as a child. Mm-hmm. And um, he felt, you know, that God wasn't with him and that he didn't have. So he has a sort of bad taste in his mouth with anything related to religion, Christianity, God, priests, anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so they have to work with a priest on a certain crime or whatever. And, you know, he can tell that he's uncomfortable being in that position with someone of his stature and whatever. And he talks about it and he gets really emotional and says, you know, like, where was he during this time? Where was he during this? You know, it's too much, whatever, for a young man to handle and whatever and blah, blah. And simply the priest just said to me, he goes, he never gives us more than we can handle. Mm. And that's true. You know what I mean? Like, as much as we might think that we're incapable, clearly... Clearly, it's something that we can handle and that he's got control over everything and he knows that we're going to learn from it. We're going to become better because of it. We're going to become... And that's the cool thing about it, too, is that's what came out of that is it made him want to put away people like the people that hurt him when he was younger. I mean, it's something that he had to go through to create that passion, that fire for something. And it was awful, but in the long run, he overcame it and he became significantly more strong and blessed and just aware of those kind of things. So I don't know. Yeah. I just think it's one of those things. That, I'll like, say. It's, it's easy to get caught up in thinking that, you know, why are you doing this to me? Why is this something that you have to put me through? And like, whatever, this isn't fair. This isn't blah, 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 whatever. It's not our place to say that. It's just yeah. the human in us to say that, you know, we think that we need to have everything perfectly. And that's just not the case. Amen. Yeah, I'll say just don't run away from God when you're going through a battle. You know, get closer to him because it'll help you out tremendously. Like it's helped me, so. I know we're running out of time, but uh, I'll just caution you guys as well that you can get out of a negative situation, uh, some negative results, uh, and a negative mindset if you if you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've got to be very careful. You know, my mom passed away. She'd been sick for a while. It, it seemed like she was starting to get, get better, and then she's just gone just like that. And it would have been really easy to, to come out of that and be angry, to be, you know, uh, just worried about, you know, what everything that we've believed for so long, maybe that's not true. You know, it would have been easy to do all these things that were negative, but, um, you know, my family, luckily I'm surrounded by a family of believers, and, and we really uh, embraced the situation to say there's purpose in this. Um, we, we saw so many people that my mom had, you know, touched throughout, um, you know, her life and, and in her ministry that would, would come out and give us stories that we were just like, man, that's such an encouragement. Uh, we saw people that got to know my mom through the days, uh, you know, or through the years of knowing her that, you know, have come to know the Lord. 
Um, so many great things came out of it, but I could have taken out of that situation everything negative possible and missed yeah. out on so many awesome things. So just because you're in the midst of this storm or in the midst of this you know, trial, mm-hmm. uh, don't focus on those negative things because it's what you're going to come away with. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Tomorrow, Mike's going to post a song of the day. Tomorrow, guys, as we uh, wrap up the week, we're going to wrap up this series. Um, and we started on flourishing. We're going to end it on that. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna title tomorrow, Fight for Your Right. All right, fight for your right. Mm-hmm. But, it's, but we're going to fight for the right to flourish because yeah, yeah. that's what we started this week, and that's what this whole thing has really been about, right, to, to help us unlock the God potential on the inside of us and really resurrect that, revive that, and we're going to fight for our right to flourish. And that's what we're going to talk about tomorrow as we go into the weekend. Mike? Nice. Song of the day is worthy from Upper Room. Could not post it. <laughs> awesome. And on that note, we this song, I love this song. My favorite song, by the way. One of my favorite songs, awesome stuff. I recommend highly listening to it. Now we out. We out. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast and you want to connect further, check out the David Villas Game Changer group on Facebook. We'll see you next time on the next episode of Game Changer.